right, Sean, let's, let's go ahead and tie up our capes. I got that aerodynamics with our capes. What do you say about calls? That was a close call. Glad we figured it out, though. We're going to be talking about capes, cows, and close calls. Capes, cows, and close calls. That's the one we got. That's it. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Capes, Cows, and Close Calls. My name is Nick. With me is always my co-host, Sean, the Irishman Keen. What's up, everybody? <laughs> <laughs> was that tougher than you thought it was going to be? It was. You know, it's hard to follow like my name is with not your name. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, like I, I was like going into it like Nick, 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 and then I got to it and I still almost said Sean. I still almost said Sean, yeah. <laughs> All right, so realistically... My name is Nick. With me always is my co-host, Sean. Change it up, Keen. What's up? What's up, everybody? Nice. Um, so, yeah, we decided to do something a little different. Let's give the fans <laughs> notice. That was fun for me. I'm bit. not going to lie. I enjoyed it. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. So, we, we decided to change it up to uh, to cross things over, if you will. Ooh. Ah, ah, right? <laughs> I say that because this episode we're going to be talking about comic book crossovers. Um, when when we first sat down to talk about like starting this podcast and doing this, a big thing is that we, we didn't want to just do movie reviews and TV show reviews because everybody does that. We want to actually talk about comic books as well, like just the stories themselves, just reading the comic books, talking about the stories. Um, so this is one of our first episodes where we're doing it. I think it's our second. Cause I think we did an episode about the Thor Ragnarok comic book, like strictly about it. Yeah. Everything else I think has had some media to it. Cause we did, we did killing joke, but we were talking about the difference between the comic book that we both read for the animated movie. And we've done a couple like comic book reads. Yeah. compared to the movies but we haven't really done just comic just book. a comic book because even thor man we read thor ragnarok compared to the thor ragnarok movie yeah true but i think that time we actually did two separate episodes but still yeah. but no you're right um so yeah this is just like a strictly comic book episode we both sat down we read a few comic book crossovers and not like your usual comic book crossovers like spider-man and daredevil like they both live in New York City. They come across each other all the time. That's like a common thing. Or like Batman and Superman. Like they're in each other's books all the time. We did more like obscure stuff, like um, like Batman, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle crossover kind of comic book. So we're gonna be talking about that. But before we get into that, we got a new Captain Marvel trailer. Um, so we're gonna be talking about that. We got the trailer two, technically the first full length trailer because we already got the teaser trailer. So, but they're still calling a trailer too, which is all types of confusing. But whatever. <laughs> anyway, what did you think about it, Sean? Uh, I liked it. Um, I almost didn't like the fact that it. it I felt like it showed me too much because we had the whole um, that scene on the train where like Captain Marvel punches an old lady in the face, and like I remember seeing it the first time in the teaser trailer, and I was thinking to myself like, "Oh, is that a is that a scrawl?" But I didn't really want to know until the movie, and then this trailer just gave that away. Yeah. Um, but I feel like it gave us a better idea of what the plot's going to be like, kind of like the dynamic of the movie. So, I mean, it's good. I don't think, personally, I'm going to try probably to avoid all other trailers from now on. I don't want to see anymore because I don't want to know anymore. Right. Um, 
but I, this probably sparked my interest in it a little bit more than the teaser trailer did. Yeah, you know what? See, I don't know. I kind of feel the opposite way. So, like, my thing is this. There was still, like, okay, so in this trailer, the 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 best part of the trailer to me was the end of the trailer. Where we see her flying through space and, like, blasting things and she does the spin around. I'm like, that's that looks really cool. But everything else, I'm just like, this just looks, <laughs> I don't know. Like, it... Nothing about it was very enticing. In fact, one of the first lines of the trailer I actually really didn't like, um, where she's sitting in the car with Nick Fury, and he's like, so you're a part of some um, noble race or something like that. Noble, what is she, what did he say? Like noble um, fucking saviors or something like that. And she's like, noble hero something and i'm just like that that line doesn't even flow well like it just gotta let you know she's a hero Nick. weird yeah i just i didn't like it i'm like eh, that was kind of lame one of one of the first heroes too yeah i mean what we had captain america before this was the 90s whatever man so i i I wasn't a fan of that and then i'm just like eh, i don't know nothing about this trailer really came off as let's see yeah, he's talking about the the Kree and the scrolls. Sorry, I got the trailer pulled up. She punches the old lady in the face. The old lady does a kick flip. <laughs> and she's a Kree. Maybe we should just do this as part of our regular Noble episodes. Warriors. There we go. So Noble Warrior Heroes. And she's like, heroes. Noble Warrior Heroes. And I'm like, what? Like, that even... There's a difference between just a warrior and a warrior hero, Nick. Yeah, whatever, man. I'm just... So... <laughs> I wasn't a fan of that. And I mean, the rest of the trailer, it's like, yeah, they gave us a little bit more about the plot, but it's still like, man, I don't know. The The whole trailer was very mad for me. It was just like, uh, okay. I mean, nothing really like jumped out at me. We see this, this guy who also played, um, the, the, the one villain from guardians of the galaxy playing another Marvel character. I feel like this is his third role in a Marvel movie. And it's like, eventually, like, are we, like, is this dude, is he a watcher too? Like, is that what's going on? Like, he's just everywhere? Maybe. Um, it's going to be a big twist in, like, phase six. I know, right? <laughs> Remember this guy? He was in all the Marvel movies. He was a watcher the entire time. He's going to be a rogue watcher, and he's going to, like, start killing people. <laughs> so, yeah, but nothing about this trailer really excited me, except for the end. The end was pretty exciting. But other than that, I'm still not, like, Oh, I'm so pumped to see this movie. So I don't know. You say you you want to avoid the rest of the stuff. On the one hand, I do want to avoid it because my hesitation is that I'll watch these clips and stuff, and they'll show us all the best parts of the movie. And then when I go to watch the movie, I'm like, ah, those are the best parts, and I already seen that. But on the flip side, I'm like, I kind of want to see it because my interest isn't super like peaked with this movie. It's just like. Okay, like, uh, if anything, I'm most interested in seeing it simply because I want to see how it ties into Avengers. I want to see why Nick Fury decided to call Captain Marvel and, like, what her role is going to be in Avengers 4. Like, that's what I'm most curious about. I feel like that scene is super frustrating to me. That he, he calls her at the end of Avengers, right? Yeah. Because... We've had several huge things happen thus far that Nick Fury, if he had the ability just to call her, he should have. Yeah, 
Like, like Avengers 1. When a fucking alien race was attacking the Earth. Right. She's in space and she's an alien. And you could have just been like, hey. We need some help. What's up, Cap? Well, we, we wouldn't call her Cap because there's already a Cap. What's up, girl? You want to go plug that hole That's these aliens are coming <laughs> through to Earth? I know you're probably light years away, but hey, you could be there in a flash, couldn't you? Go ahead, take care of that. And just fucking, nope. Yeah. He banked on bloody, bloody Captain America cars bringing the Avengers together. Fucking Nick Fury. Insane. Fucking Nick Fury. I don't know. So, yeah. This Would you say, so are you more excited to see this movie or to see Aquaman? Aquaman. Wow. No even hesitation. You yeah, didn't even think about no. it for a second? Just I'm very Aquaman. excited. Yeah. I'm more excited to see Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse than I am to see that movie. And it, it, yeah, but you're super excited to see that movie. I am super excited to see you're that You're probably movie. the most excited person. Whatever. For I'm that definitely movie. Not. Definitely not. And it's not even like a... It just... Like I said, it's, it's not that I... We're going to see it. I'm going to see it regardless. I'll probably... If I like it, I'll probably see it twice. I'll probably see it twice even if I don't like it. Just to confirm that I don't like it. <laughs> but it's still like so far... Nothing about it other than... The buildup we had for her in Avengers Infinity War makes me excited for this movie. I feel like you're probably I feel like you're comparing it to Avengers movies and you no. gotta compare it to origin movies. I, that's exactly like, I feel what like I'm you should be just as excited for this as you were for Ant Man One. I wasn't that excited for Ant Man One. Yeah. Well, there you go. So it, like Ant Man One greatly exceeded my expectations. So I enjoyed it quite a bit. But I wasn't like super excited for it. I was just like, oh, okay, we're doing an Ant Man movie. All right then, sure. <laughs> but I mean, you put it up there with so you got the first Iron Man, you got the first Thor, you got the first Captain America, you got fucking Guardians one, you got Ant Man. What are the origin stories have they done? Black Panther. Black Panther. Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. Hulk. The no. Incredible Hulk. No. No, we just like to pretend like that doesn't exist. Sweep that one under the rug. Come on, we had a... Man, I can't even think of his name right now. What was the villain again? And what? Incredible Hulk. The Abomination? Ah, we had an Abomination in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's terrible. It's awful. It's complete shit. I rewatched it recently, and it's so trash. So trash. The whole love it, just Betty? Ugh. I mean, that's what the Avengers movies has been missing is Betty. Uh, she actually was, um, I think she does the voice for Friday. Did if I'm just, not mistaken. You should just get her in the movie. Yeah, keep talking. Let me, as Betty. Let me figure that out. I'm pretty sure the she does the Hawk voice down. for Friday. Avengers. Instead, we got Scarlett Johansson being mm-hmm. the Black Widow. In a very Betty-like manner for the Hulk. I feel like I'd be more excited for her movie. Which she is getting the movie. More excited for her movie than I'll be for Captain Marvel. But again, I mean, I don't think I'm going to hate this movie at all. I don't think I'm going to dislike it. It's just, I'm not that that excited for it. That's all there is to it. I'm just like, eh. Well, it's coming out. And then right after that, we got Avengers 4. So, we got to get through this one to get to that one. So here we are. <laughs> that's that's kind of how. I feel. Right, while you're looking it up, let's let's talk about something different. Let's switch gears a little bit here. All right. 
Daredevil. Canceled, man. How, how are your it feelings? It is canceled. So Daredevil, Luke Cage, and Iron Fist, but not yet, but probably eventually Jessica Jones. Yeah, it's definitely. I'll be so surprised though if they do another Jessica Jones season because season two kind of sucked. Yeah, I know you told me. I still haven't watched it, but you did tell me that. You don't need to. Yeah, I've also heard that too. But you should watch the third season of Daredevil because it was pretty damn good. It's definitely better than season two. Is it better than season two? I heard that too. And I actually quite enjoy season two. A lot of people didn't really like season two that much. I can see their gripes with it, but I I didn't I didn't have too much of a problem with it. Um, we got you know what else they haven't season? canceled is the Punisher, which I'm surprised that they haven't. They can go ahead and cancel that right that. now. But I'd imagine they will. Right? It, it wouldn't make any sense for them not to cancel it, right? Right. Yeah, I don't know. A lot of people are upset about Daredevil being canceled, though. Like, I keep seeing articles. Oh, and, like, yeah, definitely. Like, nobody seemed like they gave a fuck when Luke Cage or Iron Fist was canceled. No. Daredevil I, got canceled, and everybody's freaking out. I think what the, or at least my thinking behind it, what would have made sense to me was they canceled both Iron Fist and Luke Cage to just be like, you know what, fuck it. They're not working on their own. Let's just fucking put them together. Let's do the heroes for hire. Let's have one show with both of them in it. Because in, in Defenders, I think they did play off of each other pretty well. I think they had good chemistry, and I think it worked. And I think they would work if they just decided, like, let's just do a show of just the two of them together. I think that would work. Yeah, in Luke Cage, they had Iron Fist. And, like, towards the end, they th- started throwing them in and having them work together already. Oh, really? I didn't get so that they had far. A, I think I had just gotten to that point where that was about to happen. Yeah. So they were getting to, like, that point where they could have just kept that going. Yeah. That probably would have been better. So I think that's the idea a lot of people had when they heard that both of those shows had got canceled. And season three of Daredevil, yeah, the reviews on it were great. So I think people just assume like, oh, no, Daredevil's not going to get canceled. But you know what? It it probably just has to do with this Disney streaming service that's coming out. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Disney's probably like, yeah, dude, we're taking all our Marvel shit from Netflix. Like, it's just, it's going to happen, right? So I guess uh, Marvel came out and said that the, it's not the end of seeing Daredevil, but I believe it's the end of that show and probably that actor. So they kind of hinted that. That sucks. I think he was a really good Daredevil. He was a good Daredevil. I liked him a lot. I think it would be weird. Like, could you imagine if they made a Daredevil movie now, but it wasn't him? I feel like that would be weird because he did technically exist in the MCU. Yeah, he did. Yeah, it would so be So just to weird. ignore that completely. Which I... I like, I, I get it to a certain extent, but I also don't get it. Like, you know, because what was the other one we talked about? Oh, we talked about the whole big, which hasn't been finalized, which we don't know exactly what's going to happen just yet. But we talked about, we had that whole conversation where we talked about if Disney acquires Fox and gets the rights to the X-Men and Deadpool back from Fox, would Disney continue with deadpool and if they did would they recast him and it's just like and i don't, I don't think they would i don't think they would and either. It, it would work for it'd be real fucking it would work stupid for deadpool did. perfectly like it'd be perfectly fine they would just make a joke about it and we'll just go on our merry way but the same thing is like okay so with daredevil like why do they need to recast you know what i mean like what's the like to make it be like okay this is separate from what netflix was doing but like why what they did with netflix was successful for, so why don't just be like 
Yeah, it's canceled on Netflix, but that's just because we're moving it over to our streaming platform. I understand Luke Cage and Iron Fist. Those probably should have been canceled because they weren't doing well. But like Daredevil, it's like, hey, man, we're just we're just moving you over. Like, that's all it is like. They should have. That's what they should have. They should have just moved it over. But those they probably don't want to have to buy it, the rights from Netflix for it. Yeah. Yeah. Stupid. Stupid. I couldn't figure out if Friday voiced the. I feel like she did play Betty, Betty Ross in one of these movies, but it wasn't on IMDb, so I'm not sure. Her name is Carrie Condon. Condon? I feel like I over enunciated her name, but. <laughs> yeah, it's Carrie Condon. 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 All right, let's talk about some crossovers. Yeah, all right. Crossover. I like should be like some whoosh, whoosh, like crossing noises. Oh, that'd have been nice. That'd have been real cool. We gotta get a sound effect, man. We gotta get get that together. Everybody wants to give us some sound effects for free. Um, they could just send Emphasize it through our email. for free. <laughs> yeah, no, right. We'll use them. We'll give you a. We'll give you a props. We'll shout you out for sure. Yep. To our twelve listeners, it'd be great. <laughs> it'd be great. You get so so much recognition and publicity. Anywho's comic book crossovers. All right, so we both were tasked with reading some comic book crossovers. Some we both read, some I read, some you read. What do we what do we start with here? What do you think? Let's uh let's start with JLA slash Avengers and then we'll work our way towards the more ridiculous ones. Fair enough. We'll start a little a little relaxed. Yeah. And then we'll get crazy. So I'd imagine who's ever listening to this understands that there are two major comic book companies. There's Marvel and there's DC, right? And this they've felt, always I felt been, like they need sound effects too. Yeah, right? Oh, yeah, we talk about Marvel and DC all the time. So you should know at this point, there's Marvel and there's DC. Two big comic book companies, a lot of superheroes between the two of them, yada, yada. So it's not like it's it's actually a pretty common place that they decide to cross over every once in a while, right? We get a book like what we're about to talk about, which is like the Justice League and the Avengers come together into one comic book and chaos ensues. Here's a story kind of thing. So <laughs> you read this recently. Yes. I've read this a while ago. So I don't remember it completely off the top of my head. But as soon as you get going, we'll uh, hopefully sparking, I'll catch on. We're sparking some memories. Hopefully right. it'll spark some stuff. So there's one scene in specific, in particular, in specific, in particular, I remember very vividly because we debated about it at nauseum. But go ahead. All right. So it's a four issue comic book, right? So the first issue gives you like uh so there's kind of like two stories going on. Like you you slowly figure out why these two worlds are combining and then you see it actually happening, right? So I'll just give like a really brief summary, right? So we got and I don't know, is it Krona? How you say that dude's I'm name? I'm pretty sure, yeah. Okay. So Krona is trying to seek the truth of like how the like everything started right because there was something before the big bang something before the universe and he was able to like do time traveling things and he was able to see like a hand before everything started with the big bang and he's looking for the answers of like 
who that is or what that is or or whatever. So he's going to universe to universe um, asking the question. And when you can't answer, he just destroys your universe. So he's just killing crazy amounts of people. Jeez. Um, and what's cool about it is you kind of see like like you saw the I believe it's the Injustice League like their universe was like in a like a, a snippet and they just get destroyed all like right away and I was like oh my god like oh, wow. <laughs> all those powerful characters just died. Um, so then it moves on and he eventually makes it over to the Marvel universe and he comes across the Watcher. Or no. Or is it the game guy? The Grandmaster. The Grandmaster. It's the Grandmaster. Um, so he comes across the Grandmaster, and the Grandmaster basically makes a deal with them that if one universe can beat the other universe, um, then they'll be spared. But if, like, Krona wins, then he will give him the name of the person that existed before the Big Bang, which is Galactus. Interesting. Right. So, Krona's uh, like, bet, I want your team, and you take the other universe. So, basically, it comes down to if DC or the Justice League wins, the universe will be spared. If the Marvel team wins... um. The universe is going to be destroyed, and the Grandmaster has to say that Galactus, tell him the Galactus is the person that will have your answers. Hmm. So they're not. I don't remember task- any of that. Yeah, this is. This story is a little crazy, to be oh, honest with yeah, you. Oh, yeah, I'd remember it being fucking crazy. I was like, my God. All right. And honestly, so that's four issues. The first two issues, in my opinion, are kind of boring. And then the third issue is just bananas. Is The, thir- the third issue is when they start fighting, right? No, they kind of start fighting right away. Well, yeah. here, so let me. So, they're tasked with finding like all these like dangerous um, items from both realms, and they like they get visited, and they get all the locations of like these like relics and stuff like imprinted into their heads, and like so, DC goes into the Marvel universe, and the Marvel universe goes into the DC universe, um, and they're looking from like things from like Doctor Fate's you know helmet to the Infinity Stones to like all these crazy you know relics and powerful items. The Tesseract is in there. I mean like everything. So they're not really like who's gonna beat who in a fight. It's more like who's gonna find these items faster. So it's kind of a race for the items. Well, and as you go through the comic book, they like give you the score. So basically as they touch the item, it disappears right away from their hands. And then like that team gets the score. So um, it would be like two to three or, you know, interesting as they go on. Why, man, I don't remember any of that. Fuck. It's been <laughs> a long time. So here's what I remember from the comic book. I remember, I remember Batman fighting Captain America. See, that doesn't happen, man. Does it not? This is this is honestly this is probably one of my biggest complaints. So they kind of fight. This is the scene, right? And it literally it's explaining it. They're talking about how they're throwing a couple punches and a couple kicks just to size each other's up. Right? Yes, yeah, I remember that. And then Batman stands there and he's like, and "I can he... see that you might be able to beat me, but this will take hours to figure it out." He's like, "We could fight or we could work together to try to figure out what's really going on." Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. And then they just stopped. So they never really fought. 
They just, yeah, threw, they just a threw a couple, a couple punches, punches. Yeah. And are, then they just like, yeah. You I thought team that was up, an interesting matchup, up. though, to put Batman up against Captain America because Thor was fighting Superman. Right. If if I remember correctly, there was no Hulk in the story, right? So Hulk's eventually in the story, but he's like, when shit gets bananas, he's in there. Yeah, he wasn't in there at first, right? Right. He's on the first two issues. Yeah, so I remember that. I remember there's like panels where like it was Flash versus Quicksilver. Right. And like when they were in the DC universe, the Flash was faster. But then when they're in the Marvel universe, Quicksilver was faster. So they explained that. And that's actually probably one of the cooler things I liked about The Flash couldn't channel the speed force in the Marvel universe or something like that, right? Yeah, there was no speed force in so when he first so and then that's what's crazy too so the flash in the first two issues is wally west wally west is able to take people into the marvel universe by matching the vibrations of it Mm -hmm. so he runs into it um so like in the first book he runs into the marvel universe and he's like in some town where people are like hunting a mutant it's like a no-name mutant and he goes and tries to save him and he doesn't have his speed at all and he's like blown away about how like everybody is about to go and beat up like this guy just for being different because it's not like that for him and his universe. And I was like, Oh, that's a really cool concept. And then he's like, there's no speed force here. So I don't have any speed. And then when Quicksilver is in the DC universe, he like is amazed that like the speedster's got a museum and he like goes and checks it out and he like reads about it. And he's like, Oh, everybody is just fast because they have the speed force. So he spends the whole four issues trying to connect to the speed force himself, which I thought was awesome that's <laughs> such a cool concept and like it doesn't happen like he, he talks about it and nothing happens like the comic book ends and i was like man i wish he would have connected to the speed force because that would have been yeah mind-blowing cool. yeah that would have been cool and they had i mean that's the one thing i liked about this comic book is they did have a lot of cool things like um one character like sucked all of green lanterns like power out of his ring so he used the tesseract as his like battery and charged up and instead of being green he was like that like silver color from the tesseract get the fuck out of here did that really happen that really happened fuck i was like wow sorry Um, i don't remember that scarlet witch um the chaos magic is so much more powerful in the dc DC. so i do remember that too insanely overpowered she's super fucking strong almost and she couldn't she like she couldn't handle it right she's just there was so much chaos magic she was i can't I can barely even handle this. I do remember that. I remember the the fucking probably the coolest scene is it's the cover of book four where you see fucking um, Superman holding Captain America's shield in one hand and Thor's hammer in the other hand. And when they when they decided when they were working together, wasn't it like didn't Superman decide that Captain America should like like lead, lead the team? just from like the command center or whatever. Like he doesn't come to the battlefield. Like he should lead the team. So I was like, that and was, Russian man and, links them all up. Yeah. And Captain America gave him his shield and was like, here, take this. You might need it. Even though he's fucking Superman, but still, still. But then there's a panel. Like, he's like using it. He's like, you got to tell me where I can get one of these. This thing's awesome. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then Thor is like, that's one of a kind. <laughs> and then Thor got beat up. And, Superman needed to break something, so he yeah, Thor was like barrier to get to the yeah. uh, Krona. Thor was like, "Take my hammer," and then he lifted the hammer, and everybody's like, "Oh!" 
And then he went to, I remember afterwards, Superman went to pick up the hammer to give it back to Thor to be like, here, here's your hammer. And he couldn't lift it. Yeah. And he was like, what the fuck happened? And apparently Thor, at least in this comic book, had the ability to temporarily grant worthiness to Superman to lift his hammer. What he says is Odin's a wise man and he made the enchantment that like, in like times of desperate like need of it, other people will be able to use it, even though they're not considered worthy of it. Oh, Superman's not worthy of the hammer. Look at that. Just temporarily. Temporarily. Uh, Crazy. So yeah, I remember those things. And then the wildest part I remember, isn't there a point where like the worlds are about to fully collide and fucking the specter like comes in and like literally pushes them apart? So that's how it ends. That's so they insane. beat Corona, and so this is all right. So the third book is like I said, when things just get bananas, right? So by the end of the second issue, they have collected all the items, um, and Batman, Captain America, and the Atom figured out what was going on in this contest. So they made sure that the DC team won. But then Corona didn't keep his word. And the Grandmaster is like, the reason I had them collect these items is because, like, now I got this power. And, like, shot fucking Corona away. And then the third issue starts. And all of a sudden, everything's different and crazy. Mm. So we had Kyle Rayner as Green Lantern. It was Hal Gordon again. Okay. This Flash was no longer Wally West, was disappeared. It was Barry Allen again. Hmm. And basically what you find out is that now the two realities are colliding on each other. And eventually, like, when they're fully collided, like, it's just going to implode and everybody's going to die. But all characters are, like, going through different versions of, like, the reality and stuff. So, like, people's costumes are changing from moment to moment. So you see Batman with, like, his traditional costume. And then his old school costume comes on. Same with Wonder Woman. Superman goes from his short hair to his long hair because it's his old costume. Yeah. And, like, everybody's just changing. He's, like, the old versions of characters are coming back. And the old, the newer versions are just, like, disappearing. And then, like, Corona's, like harnessing like all the villains so like random villains are just appearing and then random heroes are coming to fight them and then they're all disappearing again and like things are just bananas this, this sounds fucking great i know shit i That's need to I read saying. it again i was like the first two issues were so like tame and boring and then things just got insane in the third Jesus. and the fourth i, I kind of remember that i kind of remember thinking the same thing like the first two issues i'm like eh and then it's just like what the fuck like yeah fuck i need to go back and read this now you got me all <laughs> excited about it again yeah, it was crazy. And the, so the thing I was disappointed about it is you didn't see a lot of, like, the fights between the two characters, like, really, like, happen. Like, so you didn't really, because it wasn't a DC versus Marvel. It was uh, Avengers and Justice League story of them together. So you didn't really get, like, at one point you did see Superman put Thor on his ass and everybody gets, like, pissed that he does it. Um, but you don't really, like, get to see, like, how these fights would have really ended up if they really went at it. Right. Um, but it was cool. Like they had a uh, green arrow and Hawkeye, like arguing about who's the best archer. And there's like random scenes of them, like aiming at the same things and they keep hitting the same things at the same time. And nice. Um, so like overall, it's a very, very good comic book. Like I said, the first two issues, just a little boring. And then the second two issues, you're just like, what is going on? What the fuck? This is one scene where like, so it's when they're all linked up and Captain America's giving orders and he's like telling trying to tell Batman to do something and Batman's not answering. 
And then uh, Elastic Man's like, don't worry. Batman does this to everybody. Don't take it personally. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, but it's crazy. Is So they uh, they find the, the um, Grandmaster again. And they don't know what the real reality is anymore. And uh, the Grandmaster's basically like, you got to go and you have to like finish Corona or like, you know, everything's going to end. And they're like will tell us what the real reality is. So he shows them and he shows all the crazy messed up things that all the characters have done and how it's all going to go back. So it's, it ran almost uh, like canon with like the real stories, right? So um, Vision and Scarlet Witch have kids, right? But their kids die. But so they went back to the reality where they had kids. So if they win in this fight, they know their kids are going to die again. Mm. So they have this whole moment like, I don't want to win. There's got to be an all the way. And it's like right. the same thing, like Barry Allen, I think at this point is considered in the speed force, but he doesn't realize that. So he just sees himself die. He's like, so if I win this fight, I'm going to die. And it's the same thing with Green Lantern. Green Lantern's like, I'm going to go crazy and kill all my friends and become the specter. It's like, I can't believe I did any of this. And if I go and I be Corona, all that's going to like happen again. Jeez. Um, crazy and deep. Huh? Yeah. Fuck. Ant-Man had that whole, like when he got like, I don't really know Ant-Man, Hank Pym's story that well. When he but, hits Janet. But when he hits Janet. Yeah. Like, so he sees him being abusive again, and he's, like, sitting there talking to Janet, like, I'm so sorry. I can't even believe. I can't imagine, like, a state where I would ever do that to you. And Fuck. We have to go back to, like, this having had happen. Yeah. Jesus. Fuck, I got to read this again. <laughs> All this stuff was packed into four issues? Yeah. Son of a bitch. So I was just looking it up, and um, you can't find this on Comixology, which is... The app I use to read a lot of my comic books. I mean, I own a lot of physical ones too, but um, like this, the JLA Avengers books, I own physical copies of. And I was trying to see if you could find them online, at least on Comixology, which is like probably the most popular comic books app. Um, but it's not on there. So, I mean, I was telling you, I guess if before, you were when read I was looking story, for crossovers, there's not a lot of crossovers on Comixology. Yeah. So, I guess if you want to read the story, you got to go into your local comic book store and try to find it. Or online, I guess, which maybe try eBay or something like yeah. that. I'm sure you could find it on there. I'm sure you can just buy it off of Amazon, like the physical copy. Oh, yeah, probably. Probably, yeah. So I also do want to talk about DC versus Marvel. Yes. So I never read that one, but I do know it exists. It came out before this book. Um. So the big thing about that one is that they they decided to do a poll where they were like, here's the two characters we're going to match up against each other. And people, fans got to vote on who they believe will win in a fight between the two. And whoever won in that voting poll actually won in the comic book. I do know that. Which led to some weird kind of... Some weird outcomes. Some outcomes people didn't agree with. And some outcomes people were very happy with. So... So I did read it, but I read it years and years ago. But I was just like reading a uh, summary of it. Yeah. And, like a lot of it came back. So the storyline with this is this two godly brothers um, who personify the DC and Marvel Universe. Okay. They became aware of each other. And then they decided that they wanted to take their characters and have them fight each other. Hmm. So that's the story behind this. So this is a much more versus versus the other yeah, one like straightforward like 
Yeah. So like yeah, this is like these two characters they're gonna come and they're gonna fight. Um. So it's a fun little quiz. We won't we won't spend a lot of time on this because you haven't read it, right? No. So I I'll, I'll tell you the battles. I know some can, of them. All right. Let's see. Let's see how well you do here. Here's a couple of them I know. I know Hulk and Superman fought. Who won? Superman. Right. I know Storm and Wonder Woman fought. Who won? Storm. That I think that's all I know. Okay, so Aquaman and Nomar. Nomar. Namor. Namor. Aquaman wins. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Probably because um, people didn't know who Namor was. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Who's he? Um and he wins by summoning a whale to leap out of the water and land on Neymar. So a whale landed on him. That's so stupid. Um, Electra versus Catwoman. Catwoman. Electra. What? Yeah. She cut Catwoman's whip and then uh, hung her basically by it. Interesting. Flash versus Quicksilver. Flash. Yep. Yeah. That was easy. Robin versus Jubilee. The fuck? That's a random ass one, isn't random it? Random as fuck. Uh, Robin? Robin. It's gotta be, right? Yep. Silver Surfer. This is an awesome comic book. I wish I still had it. I let a friend borrow it, and he never gave it back, and then he lost it. Son of a bitch. If I you're know. listening, give him his fucking comic book back. I'm gonna, I think I might buy it again. This is a great comic book. It's is very, it? very entertaining. I can see it being in. Is it great in the sense of like it's very entertaining or like great in the sense of like it's a good story? Both. Oh, okay. Fair enough. I mean, it's just awesome to see like how they did it. Let's see. Let's check eBay. Let's see what we got them going for. Keep going though. Silver Surfer versus Green Lantern. See, so if I had to choose, I'd say Silver Surfer, but I feel like they made Green Lantern win. Silver Surfer won. Good. They sh- he should have. Thor versus Captain Marvel. Thor. Should have been Thor. It was Thor. Fantastic. I disagree. Versus. Oh, Shazam. Captain Shazam, Marvel. Shazam. Captain Marvel. I'm like, oh, wait. Captain Marvel. That's a good matchup. I thought about that, actually. Recently, I was like, we should do that as a versus episode. Because there are way can, more similar characters. Because um, Thor won when Captain Marvel went back to Billy. Oh, okay. Yeah, I also know that fucking storm one because so apparently in that book not apparently it did happen that's the book where wonder woman picked up thor's hammer yeah she was worthy unlike superman punk ass she was actually (laughs) worthy to pick up the hammer she picked it up she felt the power of it and she set it back down and she was like you know what i'm not gonna use this because it would make this fight unfair to storm but I guess she should have used it because Storm beat her anyway. But yeah, hey, whatever. She uh, just kept shooting her with lightning. Yeah. Just some bull. All right. You know what would have helped with that? A hammer that can control lightning. Yeah. We've definitely went the other way. Yeah, she no doubt. That hammer. No doubt. Um. So you already know Superman versus Hulk. Spider-Man versus Superboy. I did know that. Um, Super Spider Spider-Man one. Spider-Man won. Yeah, that's that's because his popularity. Yeah. He won with his super spider senses. Of course he did. Why wouldn't he have? 
Which, so in this comic book, leads to one of the, <laughs> some would say the greatest crossovers of all time. They're more, they were more than crossovers. They were straight up combinations, right? The Amalgam Universe. Yeah, you know about the Amalgam Universe. Yeah. yeah. Um, where they took Batman versus Wolverine was in there. Who won in that fight? It wasn't Batman versus Wolverine. It was Batman versus Captain America again. Was it? Yeah. That's when they actually fight. Oh, stupid. Who won that fight? You're going to like this, already. The match ends in uncertainty through both are evenly matched. After hours of cam- combat, a sudden flash, flashing of sewer docks, Cap was knocked off balance and Batman strikes him with a battering. And then Batman saves Captain America. So Batman won? Kinda. He won because Captain America got hit by water and almost drowned. Oh, jeez. He got hit by water and a battering at the same time. Okay. But they fought for hours. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Last one, because we already know about Storm, and because we just talked about that. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Wolverine versus Lobo. Oh. Huh. That's not that bad, actually. Wolverine? Wolverine wins, and I think that's BS. To be honest. Versus with you. Lobo? Lobo. How do you think that's BS? Lobo is so unbelievably strong. Whatever, we'll talk about Lobo's it. Lobo's almost as strong as Superman. Well, look, we'll save this for a versus episode. You just relax, buddy. We're talking about comic book crossovers this episode. I know, but I'm just saying. I love Wolverine. I'm more of a Wolverine fan than I am Lobo. Yeah, everybody is. He's a Lobo fan. They're gonna, Yeah, anyway. So, great crossover. We don't have a ton of stuff to say about it because neither one of us is. Well, you've read it, but it's been a while. And I've never read it. But now I'm probably going to buy it on eBay. So there we go. Did you find it? I'm looking at it right I'm looking through some right now. I got to find a good listing at a good price. You know what I mean? I, I got budgets to deal with, got bills to pay. What, what prices are you seeing now? I'm just curious. Um, This was 30 bucks for the, the four. I mean, I'm not looking for like anything like in super mint condition. It's just like I'm just going to read it. Just something to read. Yeah. Yeah. So it's thirty bucks for the four issues, which I don't think is bad. Came out in nineteen ninety six. Yeah, thirty thirty bucks. Uh, I remember there's like a lot 60. of like small mini fights they they kind of show you in that one too. Like you see Superman knock out Juggernaut in like one punch. Mm, that's pretty cool. Uh, JLA Avengers, I see that too. Look at that. Anyway. So, yeah, so out of this came the Amalgam Universe, and I do know that. So, the Amalgam Universe is a universe that was created by Marvel and DC where they took some of their popular characters, in fact, some of the ones that fought each other in these com- in the Marvel vs. DC comic books, and they put them together and created one character. Some famous ones that come to mind are Dark Claw, which is a combination of Wolverine and Batman, and his name was Logan Wayne. Fun stuff. <laughs> so he had like the darkness and like a Batman, but like Wolverine claws was so insane. And then you had a uh, super soldier. I think they just called him, which was a combination of Superman and Captain America. So it was basically just Superman, but more like, you know, how he has the truth justice in the American way. There was a much bigger emphasis on the American way. Cause he had like a shield and everything. Um, who else? Who else? Who else was there? There was there was amalgamation of Superboy and I think Spider-Man, but I'm not sure. 
I don't know. Look it, look it up. Look it up there. You want me to look it up? I got it here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looking up some amalgamations. So that was pretty cool. I never read any of these, but it's I haven't either. It's definitely worth mention worth mentioning, just because yeah, it's fun stuff, right? Who else do we have? Who else do we have? We'll just cut out the silence later. Right. I feel like uh, they had Charles Xavier and Doctor Fate. I think. Really? I think so. I could be making that up. I feel like you might be. Marvel and DC amalgam characters. There we go. What's taking you so long? I was looking something else up. <laughs> you looking at what? I was looking something else up. Oh. Yeah, so we had Dark Claw, Dead Eye, which is, let me see. Let me click on this. Click on this link here. So, okay, yeah. So Dark Claw, Dead Eye, Bill Lawton. An amalgamation of DC's Deadshot and Marvel's Bullseye. Interesting. Doctor Doomsday, which was Doomsday and Doctor Doom. Really? That's weird. Doctor Strange Fate. Doctor Fate and Doctor Strange. Oh, That's and Charles I forgot Xavier. to mention. I have to mention this before we go on. There was a moment in that comic book where Darkseid had the Infinity Gauntlet and put it on. And for a minute, I was like, oh, shit. Which one? The JLA Avengers? JLA Avengers. That's insane. And then he was like, his like, uh, uh, I can't think of his name. His scientist guy was like, yeah, these stones don't do anything in this universe. <laughs> we oh, get so that they're super powerful, but not here. <laughs> and I was like, what a letdown. That would have been the most insane scene. Yeah, it would have been unbelievable. Wow. Okay. All right. Well, we spent enough time on marvel versus dc in this amalgamation and there's other there's other marvel dc crossover books like there's a superman hulk book which i have and i read a long time ago it's weird because it was it's a recent book i think it came out in like 20 between 2012 and 2015 i want to say but it's drawn in like the style of like 60s comic books so it looks really old but it's actually newer and for i don't know like it's it's weird. You have to adjust. If you're used to like the newer, cri- really crispy, like uh, vibrant art style of comic books, then it's hard to kind of read that old school looking art kind of comic book. So once again, it's one of those things. Here's what's frustrating about most of these crossover books, right? You think, oh, sweet. We're finally going to get, uh, you know, the Hulk versus Superman. Who's going to win the fight? Nobody wins in the fight. They basically just fight to the point where like hey you know what maybe we should work together to figure this out instead of fighting each other and that's yeah usually how i was gonna goes. talk about that too about how yeah. it's just like we're just here we'll fight a little bit tease you guys yeah and then not show you a winner basically um also what i i'm not crazy about and so like there's also there's a batman um hawk one too there's a batman and everything um true but in all these, they don't explain why all of a sudden they're in the same universe. They just are. Yeah, some and of, like you're just supposed to accept that, like, hey, now these characters are just in the, same, the same universe. universe. They yeah. have been the whole time. Like, what do you mean? Yeah. Like, you know, it's like some of what's them going do. on. Some of them do. Some of them don't. But like, but so the Superman they... Batman or the Superman Hawk one, and the Hawk Batman one, and even the I think even the Captain America Batman one don't explain it. 
Yeah, they just like they just happened to come across each other yeah. at some point. They were bound to run into each other anyway. They were like, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. <laughs> the freaking in the Batman Hulk one, Batman beats the Hulk. Kind of. Just accept it, man. Stop no, it's being so, outraged. It's so stupid. Batman finds a way. Whatever. He basically gassed the Hulk and then he kicked him in the abdomen so he could breathe in the gas and pass out. Yeah. That's so That's lame. <laughs> so lame. He like jumps through a car that the Hulk was throwing at him and then shoved the chemical into his freaking nostrils. Whatever. He didn't do it in some lame ass way. He at least did it in it a was, cool way. Whatever. It was still lame. It was still, it was just a lame way to end that fight. Anyway, but yeah, like you said, Batman is like fucking in so many crossovers. Batman's so beloved. It's ridiculous. What other, do we have any other big Marvel DC crossovers that we need to talk about before we go into some weirder ones? Ah, uh, I mean, there's, there's just, I mean, there's, there's a ton Batman, Spider-Man, there's, Spider-Man, Superman, there's, there's a Daredevil Batman one, there's a... Punisher Batman. Punisher Batman, crazy. Why is Batman in so many things? Pretty much every hero in Batman. Yeah, just, let's just say that. <laughs> there's, so here's one of the weirder ones. There is a Punisher Eminem comic book. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Did you know that? Only because you've mentioned that to me before. Not only that, but at one point, Eminem actually beats up the Punisher. You know what? I feel like if I was Eminem and they were like, hey, do you want to be in a Punisher comic book? I'll be like, only if I can beat the shit out of him. <laughs> Is that that be you a prerequisite? I mean? Like if you're gonna put me in, don't put me in to get my ass beat. Yeah, like, you're shot or something. That's crazy. All right, man. Well, I guess we can. So speaking of Batman, right? Because again, we talked about how he's in fucking everything. There's a Batman Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles crossover as well. I believe there's two. Um, there's one that came out a while ago, and then there's one that's more recent. I read the more recent one recently. And it's pretty damn good, actually. It's not like, it's not bad. I mean, because what most people don't realize is that, A, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles were comic book characters first before they became like cartoons, right? Um, But most people know the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles as the cartoon Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or the ones from the live action movies where they're kind of like, they're kind of like lame, not lame, but they're just kind of like campy and like, cowabunga dude and that's all they're about but the comic books the idw comic books are actually quite a bit darker than the cartoons and the tv and the movies have made them out to be so they actually fit more into a gotham city kind of universe than you may think and when you think about it batman is basically just a he's a fucking ninja right that's what he is and now you got these turtles who are also ninjas. So they kind of bonded over that. So the story is basically like, so this is one where they explain it. Um, it's not like they're just there and then we don't know how. Good. Right? Good. So they actually explain it. It's basically just so, how much do you know about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? I must say I forgot mostly everything I knew about okay. them. Like so, I know their names. I know the ninjas. I know their big villain Shredder. Yeah, and they're teenagers. So yeah, they have two big villains, Shredder and Krang and Krang, right? Right. So Krang is like an interdimensional 
whatever. He's like an alien or some shit. And so... Is the, he the villain of the second Teenage Mutant Ninja? Yes, the like brain in the yeah. stomach. Yeah. Yep. Um. So he he was fighting. Apparently, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles were fighting Shredder. Crane came along, who has worked. He sometimes works with Shredder, and then sometimes he's he fuck they fucking hate each other. So I guess this was one of the times where they just fucking hated each other. So they went against each other. And while they were fighting, he, like, activated, like, this interdimensional, like, portal thing to try to ship both of them off to some other dimension so he can rule where he is, right? They ended up in Gotham City, out of all fucking places. (laughs) And uh, so, like, Shredder's there with his Foot Clan, and he's, like, trying to figure out a way to get back. And so are the turtles, but at the same time, the turtles are trying to stop Shredder from doing whatever it is he's trying to do. And eventually, like, Batman catches wind of this. Like, he keeps hearing stories about, like, these giant creatures and stuff like that. Like I said, eventually he catches wind, and they, they run into each other, and they start to fight. And Batman immediately realizes, like, okay, these guys, they know martial arts, too. They're not just, like regular thugs like they actually know martial arts but he's they made it so that batman was basically like leaps and bounds ahead of them in terms of like martial arts skills like he was he was taking on all four of them basically at once and was just like yeah you guys aren't ready like he was just kind of like ducking and dodging i'm like you're not prepared like you, you may think you are but you're, you're definitely not prepared which kind of makes sense are you a white belt yeah which <laughs> which kind of makes sense because they are technically teenagers right they're not that old um so yeah he made it very obvious that they the the difference in their uh skill level is pretty pretty great right um and then they i don't remember every exact detail but basically and then shredder not shredder master splinter figures out like batman sees like okay these are actually giant turtles like this is the fuck they are like they actually are giant <laughs> turtles right and then master splinter detective skills was able to like uh trail batman back to the bat cave and he figured out a secret identity and like they were in the bat cave and he's like they're like he explains to them like what's going on and he's like hey you know we were in this fight we got sent here now shredder's trying to get back without us because the key to this story is that so kind of like how in the JLA Avengers comic book, shit that works in one dimension doesn't work in another dimension. So, you know, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles became the way they are because they were affected by a mutagen, mutagen drug or like chemical. That same chemical doesn't have the same effect in Batman's universe. So the longer they stay there, the more it becomes ineffective and eventually they were all going to revert back to their regular, their natural state. So the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles were just going to become turtle, regular turtles again. And Master Splinter was just going to become a regular rat. And in Gotham City, he wasn't going to live very long because I'm sure somebody was going to kill him real quick, right? Um, maybe Batman would have kept them as pets. Maybe. I don't know. He would have just mourned over them all the time. <laughs> I will save you. Um... But yeah, Master Splinter figures out he's Bruce Wayne. And he's like, thanks very much for your help, Bruce Wayne. And he's like, wait, how did you 
figure that out. And he's like, look, man, you, uh, you underestimate us. Like we, I'm a little better at what, what I do than you may think. This giant rat is telling <laughs> Batman that he's better detective. It's crazy. So I'm like, ah, oh, that's pretty clever. Um, yeah, man, it's not bad. I mean, there's some scenes where like Batman is like training with like Leonardo because Leonardo realizes like so again Raphael being Raphael, he's the hot head. He's like, fuck this guy, I don't give a shit. Um He's like, I don't I don't need to learn from this dude. He's not all that great. Leonardo's like, no, this dude kicked our ass like almost with no problem. So I want to train with him. I want to learn more skills from him. So Batman's like happy to teach him and stuff. And he has a, a actual uh, like sentimental moment with Raphael because they're, you know, they're trying to figure out how to get back and stuff like that. And Batman's mission is like, I need to stop him. Shredder teams up with Ra's al Ghul at one point too. So there's that going on. Yeah. And Batman's like, I need to stop them from accomplishing this plan because Shredder decides like, I'm going to just take over this world and then I'm going to get back to my world. I'm going to take over that world too. So I'll just have two worlds I'm taking over or two cities or whatever. And um, Batman's like, yeah, I can't let that happen. And and Raphael thinks that like getting back, getting them back to their like dimension is not that important to Batman. And Batman like takes Raphael to like his parents' grave. And he's like, look, I had a family once too. No, he took him to Crime Alley where his parents were shot. And he was like, this alley like is where my parents were shot. Like I had a family once too and I lost them. And I'd be damned if I sit back and let watch you guys lose your family too. Like I'm not going to let that fucking happen. So they had like this whole like bonding moment. It was nice. It was pretty. <laughs> I was like, oh, look at that. Um, and yeah, man. Then then we had the two, the four turtles team up against Ra's al Ghul and take him down. And then Batman put on like this crazy suit to fight Splinter or Shredder and take him down. Damian Wayne almost killed one of the turtles. So that was that was different because he was like, what the fuck are you guys doing in the Batcave? What is this? And then he was about to murder one of the turtles with a sword. And he was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on, Damian. Slow down, (laughs) buddy. We're here to we're here to help you. Um. Alfred almost shot one of them too. It was crazy. So no, nah, it was a pretty. It it wasn't bad. Like it wasn't bad at all. I thought it was gonna be like real kind of like goofy and like out there, but it was pretty. It was pretty. I think it was pretty well grounded, considering that it was Batman with four giant ninja turtles. You know what I mean? Right. So I was like, that's pretty. It was it was pretty good. It wasn't super long, and yeah, I one liked out of it. ten. I give it, I don't know, seven. All right. Yeah, I liked it. I have to give it a read. It sounds entertaining. Yeah, it was definitely entertaining. It was definitely entertaining. So, yeah, what else you got? I haven't read it, but there's a Star Trek Green Lantern crossover. Mm. I'm just going to mention ridiculous ones. I haven't read it. I didn't even really read about it. But that's ridiculous. Fair enough. <laughs> All right, so here's a couple of ridiculous ones I read. So, um, you know, so Disney owns most of Marvel at this point, right? Same thing with DC. Warner Brothers owns most of DC, right? That's why if you you live in Illinois, if you go to Six Flags Great America or any Six Flags 
anywhere pretty much right if you have a six flags near you <laughs> it's not just illinois <laughs> you get the looney tunes and then you get like dc characters that's why we have like a superman ride a batman ride a joker ride like all that stuff right the flash pass the flash pass exactly so they decided to do a crossover where they're gonna cross over a looney tunes character with a dc character so they had wonder woman and tasmanian devil they had Superman and Bugs Bunny. They had Lobo and Martian. No, they had Martian Manhunter and Marvin the Martian. They had Lobo and somebody. I can't remember who. And then they had Batman and Elmer Fudd. So I read two of those. I read Wonder Woman and Tasmanian Devil. And I read Batman and Elmer Fudd. So since I just talked about a Batman book, I'll start with the Wonder Woman, Tasmanian Devil. And they're just one-shot stories. They're not, like, super long or anything like that. They're actually fairly short. Um, and like I said, they're just a one-shot thing. But so the the Wonder Woman, Tasmanian Devil one, again, was actually, it, it, for them to take and cross those two characters over, it actually was fairly interesting the way they did it. So basically it was like, in Themyscira, there's like this maze that um, holds like these different treasures and like the maze has different gate guardians and the Ta- Tasmanian devil is one of these gate guardians and he's considered to be like the strongest gate guardian. Like no one's ever gotten past him. Some people have gotten past some of the other gate guardians, but he's like the most vicious like the most fearsome, like no one's ever gotten past this gate guardian. And they made him huge, right? So like he towers over Wonder Woman. He's huge. And um, so I forgot who the villain was, but it, yeah, I can't remember who the villain was, but Wonder Woman, she turned all the Amazonians to stone and Wonder Woman needed to go get this artifact to turn them back to humans. And she had to go through this maze and she had to get through the gate that the Tasmanian devil was guarding. So she gets to the Tasmanian devil's gate and he's like lurking in like, it's like a forest and he's like lurking around and like he pops out and then they like fight each other for a little bit. And then he tries to eat her and she's able to stop him. And then she's like, Hey, I can use your help. So he helps her. Does the Tasmanian devil speak? No. Did he speak in the comic? No. I don't think so. I think he did his... Blah, 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 <laughs> that thing. I mean, to be fair, it would be pretty terrifying to fight him. Yeah. And they didn't... Like, he wasn't like the Looney Tunes Tasmanian devil. He was like a scary Tasmanian devil. Like, fuck. Like, like I said, he was like... Did I don't he look... Know. He didn't look like the Looney Tunes one? Just big? No, he, he did. But just imagine him like bigger more muscular and just more like fearsome looking like he doesn't look as like cartoonish he's just he looks more like like i said like fearsome you could probably google the cover of it and you could see i'm pretty sure there's a picture of them like jumping at each other or whatever and you could see them going at each other so yeah that was pretty interesting no is that what he looked like yeah, that's it. That's what he looked like. 
Are you sure it's even the, supposed to be the Looney Tunes Tasmanian devil? Yeah, dude. The whole thing was Looney Tunes and uh, DC crossover. That is the Looney Tunes Tasmanian devil. This is such a weird... For our listeners, Google what he looks like because he doesn't really look anything like he does in Looney Tunes. Well, they had to make him look more fearsome. Like he could actually murder Wonder Woman. Because apparently I mean, that's he, true. he's murdered other warriors. Is that the cover? Yeah, that might be one of the covers. Like one of Because that looks like covers. him. Yeah, he didn't look like himself in the in the comic book. So yeah, that was pretty solid. And then we had Batman Elmer Fudd. Which was also... It sounds fucking ridiculous. But it's actually not that ridiculous. Tell us about it. Yeah, we were just nodding in silence. Sometimes I forget you can't do that in a podcast because people can't see you. you gotta, you <laughs> I'm gotta. still just blown away by this Tasmanian stuff. I'm not even... I see that. I'm like, like, look at this. Look at him. Look at him in this cover. I know what he looks like. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's definitely not what I was picturing when you were explaining this. That's it, man. Does it make you want to like read we, it right, now? So for our listeners here, he doesn't look like the Tasmanian devil. He looks like a big, he kind of looks like a beast from the X-Men, but brown and huge. Like beast and saber tooth together <laughs> and huge. That's what he looks like. Yeah. He I just, feel like you should have explained that because I was definitely just picturing the Tasmanian devil from Looney Tunes, just gigantic sized. <laughs> no. Well, did they, he do his whole like tornado thing? He doesn't. Man, that was even the Tasmanian devil. It was man. It was, but they, it wasn't. They for these for these books, they specifically went out of their way to make the Looney Tunes characters match the DC world. So they didn't right. go so the they, opposite way. They drew way. him right. They made him to match the DC world, and like that, the his normal Looney Tunes look would not match the DC universe. So they just changed it. So here, I mean, here's like so. There's another comic book where he's drawn correctly, and they made Wonder Woman look. Yeah. So they do in each issue. They do like the main story, which is like the Looney Tunes character in the DC world, and then they do like this really. They do like this little short story at the end where like if it's switched back and like the DC character was in the Looney Tunes world. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, fun stuff. So for the Batman Elmer Fudd one, um, oh, it's so weird, but it's pretty good at the same time. So everybody was a human, right? All the normal Looney Tunes characters were all human. Like Elmer Fudd was always a human. But now he's like this big, like gritty dude who walks around in like this trench coat. Oh yeah, I he, just googled him. Okay, so again, this character looks nothing like Looney yeah. Tunes. He always has a shotgun on him, and like he he they kind of like paint him to be like this kind of like killer bounty hunter, like this dude out for revenge, right? So, which is a cool twist. Yeah, the story was his the love of his life, which was. Silva St. Cloud, he thought he thought Bugs Bunny killed him, which in this comic book, his name's not Bugs Bunny. His name is Bugs the Bunny, right? Like it's, and he's a human. Like they drew him right. as a human. He still eats carrots and drinks carrot juice. He still has buck teeth, but his name is Bugs the Bunny. 
and he's like so the the opening of the comic book and it's weird too because they still gave elmer fudd his weird um like speech impediment which is like he he turns r's into w's so like the opening scene you just you hear him talking it's it's kind of like an in his head kind of thing and you hear him talking and he's doing like his weird speech impediment and it's kind of funny and you, it makes you think like oh well here we go with this <laughs> but it's actually not bad so he walks into this bar to porkies cuz porky runs the bar he walks into porkies and bugs the bunny is sitting there and he walks up to him and he's basically just like you i know you did it and you know i'm going to kill you for this right like like straight up he's just like what do you want to do like Cause it's either I kill you right here in this bar or we wait and I just, I kill you in private. So like the, yeah, like the opening, the opening line is he's like, sometimes the Wayne comes down so hard. You forget you've ever been dry. <laughs> so I try to see it out there in the past or in the future Wainbow's waiting. <laughs> I'm like, okay. And yeah, then he goes in and he basically threatens Bugs Bunny's life and tells him like he's like, I'm hunting wabbits. Shh. Um, yeah, he, he threatens Bugs Bunny. Bugs Bunny's sitting at the bar eating carrots and drinking carrot juice. And he's like, You know why I'm here, right? And he's like, Yeah, I know why you're here. And he's like, okay, cool. So you want to catch this bullet right now or you want to you wanna wait? And he's like, well, I don't know. I guess we could just wait. <laughs> and then, <laughs> then it, it's crazy. And he's like, he's like, why did you do it? Like, why did you kill her? And then he's like, I didn't do it. He's like, but I'll give you the name of who did it if you spare my life. And Elmer Fudd's like, you got like five minutes to start talking. And he's like, all right. And he gives him Bruce Wayne's name. So then Elmer Fudd shows up. He he pretends to be a limo driver. Shows up to a Bruce Wayne party. Goes up to the door. Alfred opens the door. And he's like, hey, one of my passengers just forgot their cell phone in my car. You mind if I come in here and like give it to him? I just It's a whole big issue with the company if I don't do it now. And I just want to get it taken care of. And Alfred's like, yeah, sure, why not? And he comes in and he's strapped with his shotgun and he comes in and he shoots Bruce Wayne and then runs out. Fuck. Yeah, right? And then he's on his way back home and you see him walking down the hallway and you see a shadow on the wall and in the next panel you see the shadow of Batman behind him and you see Elmer Fudd with his shotgun like hanging on his shoulder and Batman like sneaks up behind him basically and then you see Elmer Fudd pull the trigger like he knows Batman is behind him. Batman dodges the bullet. Elmer Fudd turns around and swings the butt of his shotgun at him. He knocks Batman down. Batman goes for like a sweep, a, a sweeping kick. Elmer Fudd hops the kick. Fucking then it's like, what's going on here? Like, <laughs> how is this fight actually taking place? Right. <laughs> like fucking hops the kick, knocks Batman down and then. He thinks he shoots him again, basically. Batman falls back. He thinks Batman's down. Batman then kicks him in the chin, jumps on top of him, and like, why are you trying to kill Bruce Wayne? 
and like he's like he killed my he killed my wife like fuck you want me to do he deserved to die and he's like no nobody deserves to die he's like no he deserved to die so that's why i killed him and then he mentions his name he's he elmer fudd mentions like he killed my sweet sylvia and he's like sylvia st cloud like batman's like sylvia st cloud he's like yes sylvia st cloud he's like how do you know her because they both know her so it turns out that they both know her they both actually dated her yeah so then they're like okay so something's going on and he like batman convinces elmer fudd that bruce wayne's innocent that he didn't do it because elmer fudd doesn't know that they're the same person then they go back to porky's to the bar where bugs the bunny is and they basically fight all the people in the bar because elmer fudd tells them like hey there's some characters in here that aren't gonna like that you're here batman's like cool let's do this shit (laughs) um and like each line so elmer fudd's thing is like i'm hunting wabbits right so he says i'm hunting wabbits first then he says i'm hunting playboys then he says my name is elmer fudd He's Batman. We're hunting wabbits. So then they go into the bar. And like each Looney Tunes character is now human. So you got um, um, Foghorn Leghorn, which is the the cowboy looking guy with the big mustache, right? Yeah. No, no, no. Foghorn Leghorn. Foghorn Leghorn is the chicken who's also there. So you got the chicken. Falcon Leghorn, you got Tasmanian Devil, you got uh, Sylvester, Tweety, Marvin the Martian, and it's crazy because they all say their famous line, so you know specifically who they are. <laughs> like even Batman, like Batman punches um, Daffy Duck in the face, and he's like, "You're despicable," and it's just like, "Oh, jeez," he's just. <laughs> Everybody has to say their famous line. And um, Tweety, Tweety is like this super small, like crime boss. Like, and he's like, I told the, I told the lady, I think I saw a putty tat. And I'm like, wow. Okay. <laughs> and then Elmer Fudd broke his hand and he's like, you're not going to be touching any more putty tats from now on. And I'm like, this is insane. <laughs> so funny. Um, Batman like slams Marvin the Martian's face into the ground and he's like he's like you could probably see um Venus from Arkham Asylum or some shit like that and I'm just like this is this is crazy. So they beat up everybody in the bar. It's just Bugs the Bunny left. And then they're like they're both like why did you do it? Like what's going on? Why did you why did you kill her? And then why did you try to like send us after each other? And then it turns out the chick that they thought was dead wasn't actually dead. She's sitting at the fucking bar and she's like, it was me. I did it. I told him to do it because she dated Bruce Wayne and I guess she found out he was Batman. She she never explicitly said that, but she said she found out that at night he turned into a dangerous man. And then she said she found Elmer Fudd and he was like the complete opposite. He was super sweet and everything. But she also found out that he was a dangerous man and that the two of them have a lot in common, but she doesn't need, she shouldn't be a part of either one of their lives. So she had bugs fake kill her 
so that they would leave her alone and they can go on about their lives without having to worry about her. And that if Elmer Fudd came after Bugs to tell him that Bruce Wayne did it so that they could purposely meet each other. Craziness. Yeah. And then she left and she was just like, that's what I did. Um, So now I'm going to leave. You guys stay here. And that's it. And then Bug sat back down at the bar and he was like, hey, Porky, give me give me a glass of carrot juice straight up. And then Elmer Fudd was like, make that two. And then Batman was like, make it three. And then Porky went to pour. <laughs> Who's the bartender? Because it's his bar. He went to pour and he's like, he's like, man, you've been drinking carrot juice all day. I don't know if I have any more. And then he goes to dump the bottle and only a drop comes out. And he was like, yep. That's all, folks. And I'm like, oh, gosh. Just had to squeeze it in there, didn't you? You just had to fucking squeeze it in there. So, yeah. Batman Elmer Fudd, everybody. Man, I'm looking on my my computer at the screen, and I'm just blown away at the amount of Looney Tunes DC. Like, Lex Luthor and Porky the Pig. And Porky the Pig is like a legit pig man right here. And it's creepy as fuck. (laughs) Yeah, it's Lobo like a, Roadrunner. That's that's where you're. That's missing. what it was. Okay, yeah. Which is Joker weird. and Daffy Duck. What's going on? Joker and Daffy Duck. Joker I didn't know about Daffy that one. Duck. Let me see. Let me see if I can find that one. Joker, Daffy Duck, huh? Yeah, there's a lot of them. Yeah, there's and apparently more some of them are some of them are good. Some of them are not that good. I guess it just depends on which ones you you uh read but i think the batman elmer fudd one's worth a read it's pretty solid and it's not again it's not long it's actually pretty short you can get through it relatively quickly um so yeah i think that's all i got for like the more weird ones there's also a justice league power rangers crossover that i read but to be honest i don't remember it anything about it <laughs> like at all i just know the power rangers ended up in the dc universe somehow but i don't remember much at all about it which i feel bad about because i probably should have reread it but yeah i just didn't have time you got any more i mean the list goes on and on man um none that i've really read but there's maybe some honorable mentions right like there's there's a lot of alien crossovers. So there's Batman and Alien, there's Superman and Alien, there's Punisher and Alien. There's Alien and um, fuck, what's his name? Alien and Archie. Yeah, man. <laughs> Fun stuff. There's a uh, Hellboy and Batman. A lot of. I mean, what what isn't there really? Yeah, I know. There's a lot of crossovers. Yeah, I mean, some of them are really entertaining. Some of them are complete nonsense. It just kind of depends on, on what you, uh, what you like, what you come across. Yeah, I feel like you gotta, you gotta really like the characters in both, and then you'll probably really, really enjoy it. Yeah, because they, they do come up with some really interesting ideas, and some of them you're like, man, I really wish, this is really cool. I wish they keep going with this. I wish they expand on it. But that's kind of the downside to some of these crossover books. It's a plus and a minus, really. Because you know they're they're kind of one off. It's just like here's the one story. That's it. There's nothing else to it. We're not gonna continue this, which can be good because it's finite, right? It's not like you gotta go and read a hundred books for this series. But in the same sense, 
it is finite of like, fuck, like I want to know more. Like I want them to expand on this more. This is really cool. Like I really enjoy from the Batman Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles of like Batman training the Ninja Turtles. Like that was really cool. I would love to see more of that. And like even Master Splinter was like off in the corner, like, hey, like, like, you know, um, he like gave some advice. He shouted out some advice and Batman was like, oh, no, I don't. He's like, what are you talking about? I don't see him doing that. And he's like, oh, I'm not talking about him. You're doing it. And then like Batman gets knocked over by Leonardo. And I'm like, that was pretty cool. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, like Splinter was fighting Batman at one point. And it was actually like he was good. Like so stuff like that is, is cool. Would be cool to see expanded on. So. All right, last honorable mentions, right? We got Catwoman and Tweety and Sylvester. <laughs> so goofy. Planet of the Apes and Green Lantern. What? Fucking bananas, man. I feel ah. like we have to we have to mention um Scooby Doo and Batman as well. Was there a Scooby Doo Batman? Scooby Doo Batman. Jesus. There's even a Scooby I there's even a cartoon Scooby Doo and Batman. I do remember that. Scooby Doo and Supernatural. Which is a little out there for us, but yeah. Did you ever have you ever seen the Supernatural CW show? Nope. Well, they went into the this they went into TV land into Scooby Doo and they were animated for a whole episode. That's super weird. Yeah, I actually watched it. It was pretty good. Um. Oh, you know what? And Dracula and Batman's a big one too. Yeah, yeah, it is. Just because, yeah, yeah, Batman, Dracula. Mhm, mhm, mhm. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's even know. gotten into the cartoons and stuff. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, yeah, I definitely encourage anybody to, even if you don't read comic books. Like, again, these stories are just. If you ever thought, like, hey, what would happen if this character and this character happened to meet in a dark alley or something? That's what most of these stories are. So, I say give them a shot. You know, just go ahead and read them. It's one short story. Doesn't take you very much. Go ahead and check them out. Um, I think that's all we got for this. Star Trek and Planet of the Apes, too. I'm just looking at a list. All right, that's the last ridiculous one I'm mentioning. Uh, I think that's it, though. Right? Yeah. All right, let them know where they can reach us. You can reach us at CloseCallsPod at Gmail, at um, Twitter, at Facebook, at Instagram. I mean, they they can post on our wall. They can direct message us. They can email us. Um, seriously, if you want to give us sound effects, we'll totally use it. Definitely. 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 All right, cool. Well, hey, thanks for listening, everybody. Um, go ahead and go pick up some comic books. Go to your local comic book shop. Every, all of them need supporting because those stores are not doing that great. Go support. Wait, and such a negative note. Go support. No, go support your local comic book store. Seriously, go do it. So we'll always have comic book stores around. But thanks for listening to this, everybody. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.